0: Thank you. Welcome back to the What You Want More podcast. I'm your host, Quentin Harris, and we're back for episode 139 and 140 in this two part series of the February lending update where we're gonna talk about grants in this area and what's available, home equity lines, second mortgages. We're gonna talk about how to get the best rate on your mortgage, kind of recap a, an episode that Daniel Halverson did, but give you some information and some links and how you can get more information on that. And then we're gonna break that second part up into the infamous inflation rate hike and the head fake that went along with that. It's gonna be a jam-packed two episodes. So let's go ahead and get started, welcome Daniel Halverson to the show. And uh, thanks for being on here and giving us all your expertise advice and spending a little time with us this afternoon.
1: Yeah, man. I'm excited to talk about cool stuff in the first half. And then we'll talk about, uh, (laughs) you know, the same thing we talk about every time, second half.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, you know, at some point, we're going to get it right, you know, at some point it's got to, you know, you can only go up for so long and things are going to happen the right way. So let's start with some of these grants here, more programs coming out from the federal home loan bank. Let's talk about what is the federal home loan bank and why banks, uh, kind of use that term a lot and explain to our audience what that is and then how we're getting access to this money, this grant money.
1: Well, I'll let you speak a little bit on the federal home loan bank side, but you know, from our standpoint, essentially what it is, it's a, it's a forgivable grant, down payment assistance program. And, um, Within Florida housing, this is not a Florida housing product, but within Florida housing, there are grant programs available. Um, This would be completely separate from that. Uh, But the nice part about the grant, it is forgiven if you stay in the home for five years. And uh, this program um, is, is essentially current market interest rates. So they're not predetermined by the Florida housing agency. So depending on where rates are, at that particular moment in time, along with this, this particular buyer's qualifications, they may find themselves in a situation where they get a more favorable interest rate than they could on some other down payment assistance programs. Right. And this could be done in any state, not just Florida. Correct. Like this, is a, this is a
0: federal home loan bank product. I'll speak to that briefly in just a second. But just for audience, you know, sometimes we talk about Florida, sometimes we talk about specific states. This is nationwide. Correct. So, um, you know, so before we get into the details of that, just for our audience, Federal Home Loan Bank, what that means is it's not a separate bank. You know, every bank in the United States has a division of the Federal Home Loan Bank they go to. Uh, It's almost like their version of the Federal Reserve, right? It's where they go get that money from, their special lending products from, and just additional funds to lend when they need it. So every bank has a region for the Federal Reserves. Uh, Ours happens to be in Dallas. Sometimes there's one in Atlanta, etc. Chicago, you get the point. But it's just like a lender of last resort, essentially for banks to go to to get money uh, when they need it, especially for lending.
1: Cool. Yeah. So we just kind of highlight this: the um, the the assistance amount is twenty thousand dollars, and it is not dependent on purchase price and loan amount like a lot of the other programs that we talk about. So uh, it's grant program twenty thousand forgiven over five years, and uh, there are income restrictions. But you know, it's just another opportunity to try to increase affordable lending here locally in our market. <laughs> As you mentioned, even nationwide, right, and uh, with the goal of putting more uh, first-time home buyers in homes,
0: yeah, and I mean that's exactly what it is. We've talked about over and over again the the current platform for Fannie and Freddie, and really FHA included. It's home affordability, it's home ownership, and this is just another product that adds to that that we're starting to see come out just to kind of echo that mantra that's out there. <clears throat> so again, uh, lots of free money there, um, up to twenty thousand dollars, right. Correct. Say, I mean, that's that's pretty forgiven. Uh, excuse me, pretty amazing and forgiven. Not even completely like you don't have to pay it back like other programs. So I did a whole episode on credit card debt, and I, I kind of got in this like this rant, and you're like, oh man. I forgot to tie the whole episode together with a bow there. And I had to go back on the next episode and do like a whole infomercial at the very beginning. But guys, I, you know, you know, I'm not big on home equity lines. Like we talk about why it's not. I've stand up in front of real estate agents and I'm like, I'm not big on home equity lines because I don't believe in taking, you know, all of your credit card debt, putting it on another revolving credit card that's secured by your home. You know, I just don't think it's a great idea, especially when I've seen that not get paid off in a timely manner. You know, I actually had an agent uh, in a in a meeting that I was at, Uh, great question by her. She goes, yeah, but what if someone's just going to pay it off in two years? What's wrong with a home equity line? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with a home equity line if you're going to pay it off in two years. But the reality is most people don't, unless they're selling a property and obtaining that cash right away, or they're inheriting money, they just don't pay it off. And quite frankly, the rates on these home equity lines are so high right now. This product we're about to talk about really dwarfs the idea of having a home equity line. So, you know, I'll kind of button it up and, and be quiet and let you take it from here. But I love this product. Can't say enough good things about it.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about that before we get there. Just real quick on the on the grant side of things, I did want to make mention that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac also recently announced a uh, twenty five hundred dollar credit that home buyers that fall within certain income limits are eligible for. So uh, that is something that can be used you outside of some of these other programs we talked gotcha. about, but essentially traditional conventional loans. There are three percent down conventional loan products that now the buyer can get twenty five hundred dollars that can go towards closing cost or down payment. Okay. So, uh, talking about affordable lending, there's a couple different things here that, you know, like you said, that's been the hot button of the current administration, the agencies, and so it's nice to see a couple of those things that uh, just more more options for for home buyers to be able to take advantage of. So I clearly jumped the gun on the, uh, the second mortgage well, missing that part there, but I'm glad you brought it back. Some equity loans are so exciting, you know? Well, this one, this one in particular, so, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. Obviously. Yeah. And there's a couple different products that, that we have at bank of England and put this in here because I think a lot of times if you're a real estate agent, you might be thinking home equity loans don't really have a place in what I'm doing with buyers and sellers. Right. Um, which, uh, yes, it's true, you, you're not involved in obtaining a home equity loan for a customer, right? But I think it's important we could talk about some of the ways that these programs can be used in a way that does benefit mm-hmm. um, real estate agents as well. And obviously, the end consumer, which is what we're really here for. But you know, with respect to home equity loans, we have uh, true um, home equity line of credit products like you would normally expect, where it's an, it's an adjustable rate line of credit. You pay on what you use. And we've also got a product that's a uh, what's referred to as a home equity loan, essentially meaning that it's a fixed rate. So, you still have access to use it like a credit line, but it is a fixed rate product.
0: Now, does that happen often on second, rate mor- second mortgages? I mean, do you see that? Do you, I mean, in your, your career, have you ever seen something that's like that?
1: Well, I will say that generally on a fixed, closed-end second mortgage, you generally don't have the ability to draw on it, pay it off, draw on it again. Mm -hmm. So usually when you fix the rate, you lose the credit line functionality, and it just becomes a closed in second mortgage that you're paying off. So if you've got somebody that um, maybe doesn't want to use all of the funds initially or wants to have access to it again... You generally don't see that on a fixed rate. Yes,
0: yeah, so this is kind of taking the best of both worlds.
1: Correct. It's kind exactly. of taking that
0: flexibility of a home equity line and eliminating the stuff that I don't like on there, which is the revolving side that just keeps going with that minimum payment and treat it like a credit card. Correct. I think that's why I'm so high on this product because I actually someone actually got it right.
1: Well, and it's a and it's a 30 year fixed amortizing payment. That's the biggest win here. So if you elect to go that route, you know that when you make the payment every month, that principal is being paid. Whereas on on an adjustable line of credit, generally for the first five or 10 years called the draw period, you're only required to make interest payments. So if you're making the minimum in, minimum interest payment, that's a tough word for me yeah. to say at it 430 on, right? on a Wednesday. <laughs> but if you're making the minimum interest payment, you're not paying any principal.
0: Dan, let me ask you a question. You ever had a home equity line?
1: I have, yeah. You have,
0: okay. When you had your home equity line, now I recognize that. This is a setup question for the audience. I knew you had one. You had it on a property that you sold. Um, when you had it, you know, Did you notice that it, it, unless you paid chunks, and I mean, massive chunks, the balance never really came down. Correct. Yeah. It just stayed, it hovered. It's like, it was almost like a, it would just get enough above water and then you'd pay it and go even higher above water, right? Just, it would continue to go. One of the things that, and people, I had a comment on, I think it was like YouTube, you know, you can check it out at at what's your one more on on our channel there, what's your one more. But I had a comment where someone was like, why do you hate home equity line so much like what what is it you have not all of us cannot get one and i was like that's a really good question and then it dawned on me like you know why i don't like them because i personally had an experience in 2006 i got a home equity line during this market turmoil crash and i was like oh i need to go home equity line because i need some you know what if money or you know money something could go wrong and I started getting these notifications, my friends and, and family and colleagues that they're just cutting everyone's home equity lines off. I was like, crap. So I went down and withdrew all the amount and took it out of there um, and was able to get it. But then I recognized, hey, listen, here's this home equity line. I'm getting buried in it. The house is going down. The value is going down. Now I'm upside down in the home. But the home equity line, no matter how much I paid, this thing continued to just expand. And then what happened was at the end of 10 years of owning this home equity line, because at that time I didn't have the money just to pay it off, it went into a 15-year AM at the market rate that day, and holy cow, did that payment go up? It <laughs> went from something that was kind of manageable to like, what the hell just happened? Right. And I was in the business. I can't imagine people that are not in the business that get into this thing, they're working with a minimum payment, and then they're chugging right along, budgeting, and then boom, next thing you know, it's like,
1: crap this payment's four times more than I thought. And at today's rates, that could be dangerous. Yeah. If you've ever had a uh, an escrow shortage on your first mortgage <laughs> and you've gotten a little payment increase, yeah. that, that pales in comparison to going from a 30-year amortization interest-only payment to a uh, 15 or 20-year fixed principal and interest fully yeah. amortizing payment. So that, that payment spike would be the equivalent of, you know, a uh, 5x increase in your escrow. 100%. I mean, that <laughs> so. will
0: smack you in the face. That'll make you go, well, what the heck? And, you know, no wonder people were defaulting on stuff back then. Because, I mean, that's a whole other level. That's a whole other playing field, right? And so, that is one of the reasons why I'm against some equity lines. Because, I, yes, it's in the fine print. Yes, it's there. No one reads that fine print. I don't care what they say. You never understand the magnitude of what happens when that thing goes full AM. And that's why I love this product. Because it's 30 AM and you know what you're getting the entire time with a fixed rate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think now that we've downplayed them a little bit, let's <laughs> upplay them a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm of kind of the opinion of home equity loans when used responsibly are a very good product. Um, I'm also of the, the mind that, hey, listen, your equity in your home is a fictitious number until you can use it. Sure. So used responsibly, I think it serves a great purpose. Uh, and some of the things that we're talking about here, in my opinion, are great purposes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you know, keep in mind, some of the things we're gonna talk about here, some of it's applicable to the line of credit options, some of it's applicable to the fixed rate product, but amongst the two, essentially you can use it a few different ways that we see most prevalently. One is in the event that somebody has a home with a lot of equity, and their plan is to essentially want a want s wanna wanna sell their home after they close on the new home and simply pay off the new home in, in cash. Right. The, uh, the 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 home equity loan is a way to essentially go ahead and take that money now, structured as a cash offer and then be able to quickly eliminate that problem where you have to sell afterwards. Also gives you more negotiating power if you wanted to go in on the new property as a cash offer instead of coming in with financing maybe gives you a little bit of leverage from a negotiating standpoint. Sure. So uh, so we do have a bridge loan product that uh, is available that can be used to purchase a new property, no prepayment penalties. If you sold your house the next week, pay it off, no problem. No problem. Uh, another way that we see uh, these used in a, in a constructive way is fund- funding the down payment for a second home or an investment property. So uh, if the numbers w- work out in a way that where, where it makes sense, where taking out the payment on your current home and purchasing the next property as an investment or second home, if those numbers work out favorably, then it's a great way to be able to use that equity and not have to tie up some of your own capital. Obviously, investing in real estate can be a capital-intensive endeavor. So, that's something that we've seen you know, quite a bit for good investment opportunities. And um you know, one of the things you mentioned a little bit ago is using a home equity loan to consolidate higher interest debt. Right. And I think that's really where the fixed rate product can be a great option is when you're talking about consolidating debt. Is, a, is the rate on a home equity loan as low as a first mortgage? No, it's not. But average interest rate on a credit card is 25% plus right now. So what's 10 11% on a home equity loan? If you're able to consolidate those and save money and not touch your first mortgage, there's a place. there's a place where maybe a full cash out refi actually... Could make sense as opposed to doing a second, but there's also situations where doing the second ultimately probably makes more sense than refinancing your entire existing loan,
0: yeah, I mean, in that scenario, that home equity line, you're net fourteen percent to the better, sure, you know credit card yeah. debt versus home equity line interest
1: rate. And there's so a lot at the end of it. there's a lot at the end of the tunnel with paying that, paying that <laughs> that credit card off right correct, and then you're know, the last thing I think that if you're a real estate agent listening. You can use a home equity loan for renovations or repairs to get the home list ready, right? A lot of times homes are listed. We see, we we get a lot of questions and scenarios, but a lot of times we see a home listed knowing that there's some big problem and the seller doesn't have the money to fund it until the home sells, Mm -hmm. which is fine unless you've got issues from a financing perspective that makes the home unlendable, creates issues for homeowners insurance, creates other dilemmas. Maybe the customer then has to go get a renovation loan instead of a traditional loan, So I think a home equity loan could be a great option to say, can we take out a little bit of money, do some of the things we know need to be done so that we can sell this home quickly and we can sell it for top dollar. Right. Um, So yeah, so we talked a good bit about home equity loans here. Maybe there's some of the reasons why you wouldn't use them, but I think these are uh, four different ways here that makes a lot of sense for why you would use them.
0: Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. The team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family, and I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at Bank of England Mortgage. They're a nationwide lender, and you You can find your local branch at boemortgage.com because it's more than loans, it's people. Thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor. All right, now back to the podcast. Let's do a quick recap here. So we talked about two different second mortgage products, the traditional home equity loan, which everyone has ever thought of when they think of home equity line, And then again, not my favorite. And then probably the one that I would endorse and recommend would be the 30-year fixed where the first five years, it gives you the flexibility to withdraw, pay down, and treat like a home equity line, even though the rate is fixed for 30 years, and you know what that payment's going to be on the remaining 25, based on month 61 of what your initial draw or final draw is on that. Can't say enough good things about that product, but I understand where there's a need for the home equity line. And to your point, there's a lot of different options in which you can use them. Um, You know, and and I also want to say on this product that, after standing in front of a room filled with a combination of about a hundred agents over the course of two weeks, we had multiple people have customers apply instantly because of talking about this. And, uh, what you find is there's a real need due to the lock-in effect. There's a real need for people to get to that equity at whatever level it is, credit card repairs, renovations. I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, um, buying a second home, college. It doesn't matter. You know, we know that life's different right now for a lot of people and that it's just the cost of living is expensive, right? But it's amazing how many people will talk second mortgages real quick over tapping that first mortgage at 4% or below. So I think it's a great product. I'm glad that you guys offer that and I'm glad that uh, it's available. You know, we're going to have the link in this YouTube channel um, to where you can schedule an appointment with any of our team members over at Bank of England, and uh, that's it. What's your one more in the YouTube channel there? Take advantage of that. Uh, you know, it's going to be a great opportunity, and these are pretty seamless. Like, these close rather quickly, correct?
1: Yeah, we had, uh, one of our LOs had a, uh, loan officers had a customer the other day that uh, said that it took him 26 minutes to get approved, so. That's um, pretty quick. Yeah, you know, the, the power of a technology working in our favor for once instead yeah, of just, no. just adding to loan costs and, yeah. uh you know, making making for more confusion for, for mortgage companies. Yeah, so as we kind of move into this next segment, I like this one because it doesn't matter
0: what environment you're in as far as today's rates, 2020's rates, doesn't matter, right? <clears throat> this is a topic that I think if you're a real estate agent and I think if you're a customer looking to buy a home or potentially refinance or be a future homeowner at any point, whether it's move up, first time, it doesn't matter. This is the segment for you. And, um, you know, I know you're going to reference episode 128 where you talked about that, but this is how... A customer or a future buyer can get the best rate on their mortgage and what i want to preface for our handoff to you here is that whether you go with daniel and his team at bank of england or you're working with loan officer at xyz mortgage company this is how you do it. Like this is industry standard right here. So whether you work with uh, Daniel and his team, you know,
1: put your listening ears on because here's some here's some really good in depth knowledge. Yeah, this is a completely free resource. It's the first of many that we're going to be releasing for home for home buyers. It's applicable for <laughs> refinance loans as well, uh, but it's probably more geared towards buying a home. And you know, at the end of the day, like like you mentioned, whether you work with us, you work with somebody else, we want to be able to provide really good information. So that more, I know. I appreciate that. So the more people can be homeowners and more people can be successful homeowners. That's the goal, right? Yeah. And uh, the better we do a job of that, hopefully the more that uh, Bank of England will benefit from that over time. 100. But the, the general premise of how, how we would use this, essentially what we did is we, uh, we did some, some of our own surveys along with others. And we determined that 60% of consumers said that interest rated fees were the most important thing when they picked a mortgage company. Okay. So when we're thinking about what's the most impactful marketing piece we can make, obviously secrets to get the best mortgage rate is is the first thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that I would use this right now, if you're a real estate agent is, or a or loan officer for that matter, if I asked you if you had customers that were waiting on interest rates to improve before they buy a house, probably would say yes. If you didn't, you're either a really good salesman or a salesperson, or you haven't been talking to anybody. Correct. But the way that I would use this right now is, you know, listen, there are people out there that truly are going to wait for interest rates to come down, despite what, what things could happen with home prices being higher, with more demand in the market, right? There are certain people that are probably just not going to make a move, right? So for those people, we want to be able to stay in touch with them. We want to be able to give them valuable insights and information and educate them so that when they're ready to make a move, they're in the best position possible. Mm-hmm. So if you're a real estate agent or, or a mortgage loan officer looking at this guide, you know, what I would do is I would share this with your clients that you know are on the fence, give them a major takeaway or two or three from from reviewing this and stay engaged with them, give them something to work towards. And we really did pull the curtain back on everything that lenders are looking at when they determine interest rates. Some of it may not apply to every single lender on every single loan, but these are all the things that people are looking at. Right. And within reason, yes, if you read this guide, you could probably leave us a comment and say that we left something out. But within reason, the things that hold true over time, we wanna be able to look at this guide in a year, two years, five years and say all of these things or most of these things are still the same, right? right? They still hold water. So, um, So really at the end of the day, we wanna be able to provide this information. We want people to be able to benefit from this. And uh, whether it's with Bank of England or otherwise, go out and get the best rate that you can. Last disclaimer, no, it is not called how to get the lowest interest rate. Uh, the reason for that is because the lowest interest rate is not always what you're looking for. And we talk about that in the guide. If you're, an ex- if you're a seasoned homeowner, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you're a first-time home buyer, you might be wondering, well, well, why would I not want the lowest rate? Mm-hmm. There's some information about that in there. At the end of the day, the goal is to get the best interest rate based on your financial picture, your goals for the property, your lifestyle. There's a host of different reasons that we say the best interest rate, not the lowest interest rate. Yeah.
0: And I love that we pull the curtain back in this. You know, there's a lot of things that lenders don't necessarily want to share with you. There's a lot of things lenders don't feel like they need to go through with or you, or they may just not think to share that with or they you. May, okay, fair enough. They may not think to share it. But what I love about this is it's like, hey, listen, we're going to give you these X amount of reasons and things that you can do to achieve the best interest rate for yourself. And uh, you know, it's free. That's the other thing; it's free. So you know, if you want to get a copy of that. Go to our YouTube channel. What's your one more? It's going to be on there. To, you know, the link will be on there to get this. Um, you know, you mentioned feedback. If you read this and you find something that we missed in there, tell us. Love to we get your feedback. We'll update it. We'll put it in there if, uh, if we feel it suits and fits the needs. And, and, you know, there could be some stuff in there that we missed. But here's the thing. And if you're listening to this, you might be going, what the heck are they talking about? Like the lowest rate isn't the best deal for me. Um, number one, I challenge you to to read this because you'll see. Also, I challenge you to go listen to 128, episode 128, where Daniel went through the whole explanation on this. And and what you'll find is that to get the lowest rate out there that you're trying to achieve often comes with a significant cost. And if your plan is not to live in that house for at least five years, which the average survey shows that most people don't, um, that might not be the best deal. And he explains why. So I don't want to take any more from that, but it's worth reading, worth listening to. And, uh, you know, if you're a future homeowner, current homeowner, if you can get your head around this, really, you can kind of set yourself up for really good success and all the future loans that you're going to
1: do. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about this for the people that don't like to read, <clears throat> there's a smart mortgage guide here that's a condensed version for the people that really like to know everything. Mm-hmm. We've got the long form. Uh, there's also full audio, full YouTube. You can go to howtogetthebestrate.com to get a copy of this as well. In addition to the show notes, if you're technologically challenged like me or driving uh, yep. and not going to look at the show notes later, how to get the best rate.com. You can go get it there. Yeah. I
0: love that. So guys, Hey, if you like what you're listening here, uh, tune in for episode part two, cause it's going to get, uh, even better here on the interest rate side of things. Daniel, thanks for being on the show. Always enjoy having you here. Appreciate your expertise, your time, putting this together. All the great stuff you're bringing to the table for our audience. Greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. Guys, if you like what you're hearing, please five-star review this podcast. We're on every platform that you could possibly find your podcast on. But if you do me a favor, if you go to Apple, please leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. That's really important. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at What's Your One More. All of our socials are at your one more with the number one. Till the next episode, we'll see you here back for part two. I got one more shot, I'm going to make it. One more chance, I'm going to take it. I meant it when I said it, now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live, so I put them all into it, yeah